0: You know, we've got, you know, between 8 and 10 guys. We do roughly $5 million a year in revenue. And I've got a general manager. And I spend about a week, or sorry, one hour a week on the business. Welcome to the Jared Williams Show. What's up, man? <laughs> Nothing, dude. Chilling. Um, chilling
1: in the Chilling basement. like a villain? Yeah. it's In your it, basement? It's starting to get warm up here in the AK.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like 15, 16. It's starting to get warm down here in the florida is it really like what are you uh what are you getting to it's like getting in the 80s nice dude up That's here awesome. in the, up here in the panhandle yeah it's pretty nice it's getting almost it's getting to that point where it's like almost too hot for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you go outside it's nice and then the sun like if you're mm-hmm. in the sun the sun is intense and yeah. so yeah. we're getting there but yeah you know we'll see if i live yeah, you'll go through this season like the real summer yeah. of Florida and you'll be like wait a second. <laughs> yeah, cuz I've been through like a portion of it last yeah. year, yeah. right? But in reality, probably only about half of it. So Yeah, you haven't yeah. done the whole the whole run and you'll get to see the other side of no. it.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Hopefully, I still like it. Hopefully, Hopefully. yeah, because I'm about to be there. It'd be lame if you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going somewhere else now. It sucks. It's too hot. <laughs> it's
0: too hot here. I'm yeah. moving. Me and Alex are all,
1: you know, upset and you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd,
1: I'd laugh. It'd be funny.
0: Yeah, that would that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. What would Brooklyn do? Would Brooklyn be excited? What would she think? Oh no, she'd be mad. She'd be like, dad. she, she would be she not be happy. She, she likes like, it here.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't cool. have to worry because my wife likes it here. Yeah. I'm we're not like really worried. I, I'm not very worried yeah. at all. We're not alive. It's a good place to live. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Mm. I'm stoked. It's got everything you need. It's got a grocery mm-hmm. store. Heck yeah. It's got warm weather. Mm-hmm. Humidity. It's got houses. Mm-hmm. It's got stores. It's got a beach. Yeah. Yeah. What more yeah, could you it's need? It's not bad. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay. So plumbing related question for you. This comes from a couple calls that I've had. I think you'd uh, be able to answer this well. So I'll give you my perspective and then you can respond with sort of your perspective. Um, Okay. I was talking to this uh, guy on a sales call and he was just, we're just talking about his business, right? His plumbing business. And he was Mm -hmm. stressing because he was just like, oh, he's keeping, I can just tell this guy had a lot going on. Like he was just doing Uh all the things, just one truck chucking it. And What were you trying to sell this guy? Plum Social. So I was oh, trying to get what in. Is Plum, what is Plum Social? Oh, well, it's a social media marketing strategy for your plumbing company.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. How do people sign up for that?
1: Oh, man, they can just go to our website, PlumSocial.media. Yeah. Oh, nice. Book a call. Probably with me. Um, a lot of people think I'm Jared. At first. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I don't know. No, I'm not Jared. I just know Jared. Then, you just my brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you Jared's brother? Like, will it help the sale? No, I say, No, I'm not Jared's brother. <laughs> my name is Tyler.
0: Is that what you mean?
1: Uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. Yeah. So we were just having a conversation about his plumbing business, so we could talk about plumb social. And uh uh-huh. he was talking about like I'm gonna hire a technician, and everything. And I was like, Oh, do you have a CSR? and he was like, "Well, no." And I was like, "Dude, if you had a CSR, like you wouldn't have to like have a notepad in your truck." And then I brought oh, yeah. up you and I was like, "Jared hired a CSR, he hired my wife and it like allowed him to actually think about his business because he yep. wasn't thinking about every little like this guy had to answer a phone call during our thing." Oh yeah. What like, can yep. a call. And like, it's like, "Dude, you need a CSR." And he's like, "Really?" And so the question is, is that the right advice is to hire a CSR first and then a technician?
0: Um yeah, I think so. I think a lot of guys jump to the technician because they're like, "Oh, I got tons of work. I need to hire a technician." Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes sense like then you can get this other guy out billing, but you're still not optimizing your time. So then you're trying mm-hmm. to like I mean, imagine that scenario right there. You're busy. You've got too much work than you can handle. Mm-hmm. So you hire a technician, but now all of a sudden you have to take all the phone calls like you were doing. You have to schedule yourself. Mm. Now you have to schedule another guy and make sure another guy's got jobs to do and getting the work done and make sure Mm -hmm. he's got a van to get in and tools to do the job. You have more stuff to think about. A way to invoice and all this stuff, right? So now you just made your workload worse, right? right? And if you're already busy, what you should be doing is trying to make your workload easier. Mm -hmm. So if you hire a CSR first, like you're busy, if you hire a CSR, you'll find you can do more work. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. you're going to not be stressing about what's on the schedule two weeks from now or two Mm -hmm. days from now. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be at somebody's house taking a phone call, right? Mm -hmm. Go, You know, yeah, I can help you out, blah, blah, blah. You can just focus on the one thing at hand, right? Mm -hmm. The one job you're on. Mm -hmm. And then, so not only that'll make you more effective, more efficient, you'll then be able to do more jobs. Mm -hmm. And that'll help you to stack cash flow away like stack cash away, right? Mm Because you need this, like kind of my idea is you go, you start your business, you do the minimum amount of marketing Mm -hmm. and that marketing starts to pick up and it starts keeping you busy because it doesn't take much to keep one guy busy. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're priced properly, you can go stack away a lot of cash really fast. Yeah. So you stack away some cash and you go, okay, now I'm going to spend this cash on more marketing to get more work. Right. And once, once I'm too busy... Then I hire another guy, right? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, all day long, I would hire another CSR. Like for me, that was like game changer. Yep. Like total game changer. When I hired your wife, because mm-hmm. um, I used to, I had a notebook, like a just a regular old spiral round, spiral wound notebook.
1: Mm-hmm. So did this guy. And
0: I would. Yeah, and I would put like each page had a date, mm. so every day was a was a page, mm-hmm. and I would only book two jobs a day. Because something always came up where I had to go to like a third job, right? Right. Or a fourth job. Right. And sometimes I didn't even make it to those. And I would get booked out like three months. <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's a thick notebook.
0: Dude, yeah. So I had like all those jobs in my head. And like every day I would look and be like, Oh, I got this job coming up and I got oh, that job. Of course. Coming up.
1: And yeah, you oh, yeah, did the I logistics line. Job, but
0: I need to build this guy. And all that stuff. I got to make
1: sure the parts are good for this
0: job and this and the yeah. other thing. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I hired your wife, we downloaded a program called Trello. hmm And then we just had like Monday, you create cards in Trello. It's just an app on your phone. So we created cards for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then she would just book jobs from, she would book jobs in two-hour time slots. So from 8 to 10, 10 to noon, noon to 2, and 2 to 4. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And once the mm-hmm. slots were full, she'd start booking at the next day. Yeah. And then so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And so I would force myself to not even look at the next day's cards mm-hmm. until I woke up that day. Because then I would make sure and get everything done. Like if it was Monday, I'd I'd pull up my card, I'd look at Monday card. I'd be like, okay, there's my first job. I'd call the customer or text them, hey, I'm on my way. Um, and then... Do my thing, take care of that customer, and then move on to the next customer. Like right. one customer yep. at a time, and then one day at a time, <sighs> right? Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to have the most like brain space. Yeah. And it's actually going to make you the most efficient with the customer. Mm-hmm. So 100% hire a CSR. And when you do, come up with some system like Trello to just organize you know, <clears> throat> her throat> scheduling jobs and you being able to see them on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we actually use that. We used Trello up until I had like three or four guys. Oh wow! And then we got and then we got ServiceTitan. Oh, interesting, huh?
1: Yeah. So yeah, you just went from Trello, which isn't even like a plumbing based app. It's just like a communication no. task app.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of a jumped into whatever you Titan. want app. It's yeah. Pretty cool, actually. Yeah, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So
1: yeah, you didn't go through like sort of almost the normal pipeline where you went. You used Jobber or you used uh, what's the other one? Right. Um,
0: uh, I don't know. There's House Call Pro. Yeah, There's House Call Pro. That's yeah.
1: a very common one I hear. And then yeah. moving finally into the big leagues with Service Titan.
0: Yeah. Um, all those other ones like Jobber, House Call Pro, those kinds of things, they take a time to set up. Yeah. And if you know you're gonna want to get on Service Titan, which you are at some point in time, like if you want to grow and scale, you gotta get on Service Titan. Like mm-hmm. Jobber and House Call Pro, they just don't have the options that Service Titan have. Mm-hmm. So why waste your time setting all that up? Yeah. Like, just set up something simple. It does what you need it to do, and you're good to go. And then use, like, QuickBooks Online, and QuickBooks Online can grab your customer data, right? So anytime you want to bill a customer, you just bill them through QuickBooks Online, and then you've got all the customer data in there. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. So there's one other thing. So
1: like when you're, so I was talking to this other client, right? Again, about Plum Social and like this guy, his, uh, he took the call on his truck. Like a lot of guys do just like eating lunch or something. And he was constantly like interacting with his technicians because he was still like bidding the jobs at that point. Like he was still like, Oh, uh-huh. this is how much it's going to be. Um, mm-hmm. and he's just like his, his problem, like his pain point, I could tell was he didn't have any systems and yeah. he had technicians in the field and it was just meant that he all his job was was talking on the phone all day whether it was to right. tech, mostly just the technicians and so like how do you begin to build like what's the way and when first off when do you want to start building your systems and two how do you do that in such a way so that you don't have that problem so where your technicians are like they're coming into your business and they have like okay this is what you're expected to do and this is how we Mm-hmm. serve the customer so that they're not like hey boss, uh, I have another question about the exact same thing. Uh, this is the job. Mm-hmm. How much is this going to cost? Okay, it's she said this. What do I say? Like how do you like avoid that whole thing? Cuz it it looked like a nightmare just watching this guy.
0: Oh yeah, heck yeah. So I mean in in like long term, you're going to have SOPs and you're going to have software, right? That right. helps you out with all that stuff. So you're going to have a written procedure for them to follow like this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. Step by step. And then the software is going to make it so that you have to move through the software in a certain fashion, right? right? Mm-hmm. And your price book is going to be in there, so mm-hmm. they're going to know what everything costs. They should have very minimal questions at that point in time. Right. On the front end, like when you're when you're growing, like I said, we got you know three or four technicians, and we were still using Trello and QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My guys knew not to call me for everything, <laughs> but what the, did they do? How did they the phone, how did they make like, it? They just stumbled through it just like I did. Mm-hmm. It was like I just told <laughs> them, hey guys, like yeah. like you guys are professionals, you know how long this is gonna take you. This mm-hmm. is what we charge per hour.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We double our materials. Mm-hmm. So just let's figure out how long it's gonna take mm-hmm. you or how long you mm-hmm. think it's gonna take you, and then double the materials and add those two numbers together and give the customer a price. And so they would do that. They would write it on a notebook, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then whatever they did, I always told them, "I'll back you up one hundred percent." Right? I know you're going to make mistakes, yeah. and that's okay. But you need—I need you to be able to like think for yourselves and do your own thing, and not bother me. And I trust you to do that.
1: Okay, let's pause. Let's pause on this little point because this, I think, is a really good point because mm-hmm. I think it's really hard for plumbing business owners to let loose on the reins. And let the technicians go out there and fail because the other conversations I have, they'll be around like, I'll be like, so what do you, so like, what's hard for you right now? Like, what's your biggest pain? Like, man, it's just like trusting my guys, like not micromanaging, not being there every time. And the problem is, is if you start to micromanage, then that's the expected service that you provide and nobody's out there just doing it. So
0: nobody's thinking for themselves nobody's
1: thinking for themselves so like if you could speak to that but even just like because your whole thing that you just told me is nothing i've heard where you said hey i trust like essentially the back you up part like i trust you like whatever Mm -hmm. you do i'm gonna back you up and then when it's wrong we'll just have a conversation on the back end and you'll do a little bit better next time Um, yeah because that seems to be like a missing part where guys don't go that direction or they go that direction a lot later
0: yeah you have to you have to be okay letting your employees make mistakes because if you try to just micromanage them to death, then you're just going to spend all your time micromanaging, right? Yeah. And your employees are (laughs) never going to learn. So they're going to come to expect you to micromanage them and they're never going to be able to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can give them total freedom to take care of the customer and say, look, I'm going to back you up regardless. If you make a mistake, we'll just deal with it and we'll learn from it. Number one, most guys love that. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> you're going to find they're actually pretty dang capable. Like they might mm-hmm. be more capable in some things than you are. Mm-hmm. Like you might be able to learn a lot of sales techniques or a good way to do something from your guys mm-hmm. just going out there and doing them doing a good job and doing their best, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as long as you communicate that to them up front. Then they're going to be cool with it. Um, and then, like when they do fail, or do something that you don't like, or do something that didn't get the result you wanted, mm-hmm. that's when you need to pull them aside separately and go, "Hey, man, um, on this job, we did—you know—you did this thing. What happened there? How do we stop that? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What should we do in the future to stop this from happening? Mm-hmm. And just have that conversation with them." Yeah, cool. That doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't
1: sound like this groundbreaking thing, right? That sounds pretty simple.
0: That will save your butt from picking up your phone every ten seconds. Yeah, because right? that sounds like a nightmare scenario. Like, yeah, you can't get anything As done a, if
1: you're constantly talking through. Like, I was talking to this guy, and I said, "It sounds like you would just make more money if you were out there doing the work yourself." And he's like, "I actually did the numbers, uh-huh. and I would make a hundred thousand more dollars." Like if yeah. I cut all these guys and I did it myself, but he said, "But that's not the point of this. Like that's not the point of what I'm doing." And right? I said, "Yeah, huh?" So he was right. living that like
0: that nightmare. Um, yeah, and so I would tell that guy have that conversation with his guys, and then don't answer his phone next time they call. <laughs> yeah, just let him like figure it like, out. Like let him fret. Let him sit there. Give them, 20, 30 minutes, call them back. You'll find they probably solved their own problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like nine, like nine <laughs> times out of 10, they figured it out. Yeah. Like half the time they're just calling you because they just want to talk to you or they just, yeah. you know, want yep. confirmation or something. Yep. But if you let them know, like I'm working on something, I'm not available. You know, you got to figure this out on your own. You got the freedom to do that. I'll back you on it. Here's how I would do it if I was you. Mm-hmm. Like, here's how I want you to walk through these situations. Mm-hmm. Then, then you'll be good. So
1: this is still in the broader context of developing systems and we're talking about developing the systems on the front end before you get to the big software elements that really help you. So,
0: yeah. So where are we in that progress on the front side of it? So, you know, when you've got two, three, four guys, you don't really need a ton of systems, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're still there at the company. You're still talking to these guys. You're still dealing with these guys, you know you're still talking to them every day, having interactions with them. You don't really need like literally all you need is Trello and QuickBooks mm-hmm. and then to tell them to bid their own work. Yeah. And then when they screw it up, tell them what they did wrong, right? <laughs> hey, you need to add more hours on these. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are underbidding. Mm-hmm. Quit doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then when you start getting, you know, past that four-guy mark, that's when you start needing systems and mm-hmm. processes for people to follow because then you know eventually you're going to want to bring in a general manager mm-hmm. and he's going to need systems and processes to follow. He's going to need the guys that are under him mm-hmm. to have systems and processes to follow. When you get to a certain amount of guys it just becomes unmanageable in a you know in a smaller manner, right? Mm-hmm. When you're yeah. small you can do those things. Once you grow to a certain point it's like okay, we actually got to get some like this is how we do it. Here it mm-hmm. is in writing. If you have any questions Go to your SOPs. Right. Then, if you don't find it in your SOPs, go to your manager. Right. Mm, mm-hmm. And that'll that solves a ton of the you know phone calls and all that stuff. But to try to like to try to set that up from the beginning, that'd be really really tough because you don't know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really know what kind of systems you need to put in place for a seven to ten man plumbing shop until sure. you're there. Right. And then you're like, oh, this is how we do this. Yeah, makes right? sense. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, mm, this is how I want it to be done. Uh, maybe we can do it this way. Mm-hmm. And then you try it out and you're like, oh, this doesn't work. We, we got to change up this system or we yeah. got to change up this process, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, this one works. That's the one we're sticking with, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's in our SOPs for good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you need that trial and error
1: portion it's well it's a useful time like trial and error is a useful time and that's what we're going to be doing like i mean like i do that in Plum social with developing systems where i'm like huh this seems like a really great idea like whether it's spreadsheeting and all this stuff and i'm like afterwards i'm like i don't know that was a really good idea that didn't seem like it made a lot of sense at this moment (laughs) yeah maybe maybe down the line it will but now i just need to talk to the guy and then he can do what i need and that works that way so like yeah yeah that trial and error is like a, a key um a key phase.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's yeah. what I would do. Hire a CSR any day of the week. Yeah. Buy Good. your time back. Good. Okay, I'm gonna keep yeah, that one in there. That's essentially the whole, mm. the whole business, the whole thing from start to finish. You're just trying to figure out how to buy your time back.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you can,
0: mm. so you can get rid of hats, right? Because in the beginning, you're wearing all the hats. You're mm, wearing the CSR. Mm-hmm. You're wearing the technician. You're wearing the manager hat Mm -hmm. and you, they all take time. Mm -hmm. And so when you can lose a hat, you buy your time back. So you lose that CSR hat, you buy some time back. Yeah. And then you're trying to grow your technicians so you can lose that technician hat. And then you can step into the general manager position, right? Mm -hmm. Now you're just general manager and owner. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to try and lose, once you're at a certain amount of technicians and it makes financial sense, then you're going to go try and lose that general manager hat. Mm -hmm. so that you can step into peer ownership role. Mm -hmm. And then you can start working on the things that only the owner can work on, right? Mm -hmm. Really refining the business, really getting all the systems and processes, all the financials together, getting everything so it works really, really well at maximum profits. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you never ditch your owner hat, but like, your responsibilities as the owner get less and less. Should sure. Be your goal at that point, right? Yeah, because your systems get better and better. Yeah, let's minimize my involvement in this company so that it says least the least amount of time in this company with the maximum dollar amount coming out of it. That's yeah. kind of what the goal is, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It needs yeah. to be a cohesive unit that can function ninety nine percent of the way without you. And yeah, and you as the owner are just making sure, you know, vision is still casted and like yeah. The general manager still knows what's going on and then, yeah, making sure your numbers are clicking so that if you need to make a big decision, whether it's like raising price or
0: whatever, then you can make
1: that decision because you're aware.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then you can also make the decision like, do I want to keep this business this size or do Mm -hmm. I want to take it to the next level and grow that thing even more? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So those are all kind of things you're going to be looking at once you're at that point in your life. You might even be thinking, hey, I'm going to go do something else, you know? Yeah. Like I looked at my business and you know we've got you know between eight and ten guys, we do roughly five million a year in revenue, and I've got a general manager, and I spend about a week, or sorry, one hour a week on the business. Um, sometimes I spend a little more like if I want to do some cool marketing thing, I might spend a little more time in it. but it's relatively small amounts of time. So then I had to you know make the decision, do I want to grow this more? Do I want to expand into a different market? Do I want to go buy other plumbing companies? Do I want to start up, you know, other kinds of companies? Or do I just want to go chill on the beach somewhere? Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately, you know, I was like, I don't want to chill on the beach (laughs) because that sounds really boring. You you love the beach, though. I don't get it. It's your favorite place. I love the beach so much. (laughs) But, I mean, even like, even if it was something I loved, like going hiking in the mountains or mountain biking or traveling around in my van, um, you know, the end of the day I was like I felt I needed work to do and so yeah. and I didn't really want to go you know start another plumbing company or, or move markets or buy one um, so I started plumb social you know started doing social media for my company and then went through and started doing it for other companies mm-hmm. and I was like man you know there's a huge need for this so let's start a business around of it and it's actually mm-hmm. been really fun to go into another business and learn a whole new aspect of business right Mm -hmm. so like the last year year and a half of my life has been just learning all these new things it's been really really cool and it's cool to see like how those things tie into my plumbing business right and actually learning a lot of these things has made my plumbing business better Mm, because yeah sure i just understand business better
1: yeah it's been pretty fun because you went into a different you know, you went from a physical business to an online business, but still within the same right. niche. And there's so many lessons that go from the online business to mm-hmm. the physical that you can apply there. And you're, I mean, right. as our understanding deepens on any of these things, we just become more well-versed in them. And then we know how to apply them to whatever businesses we have.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what I noticed in you is like, it's with Plum Social. I mean, it's since you know, my goal now was to shed hats and layers of responsibility so mm-hmm. that I can free my time. You can do that very quickly. One, because you have the capital to be able to do it, but then also you know it's part of the deal. Like it's almost like I kinda like think of them as like backpacks full of rocks. Like each one of those things is a backpack full of rocks that are weighing you down. So when you're still in the truck, you have like four backpacks on. You have all those backpacks and they're all very heavy. But every time you shed one, you can move a little faster, you can do a little bit better. And you get the plum social and you don't have the only backpack you have on is Visionary, which is a pretty fun backpack to wear. And then you like start doing and then you're like, Hey, Joel, take all these backpacks. And then, <laughs> yep. and I'm like, cool. Thanks, man. I'll gladly carry these. Cause these will make me stronger also. Cause then I get to learn yeah. and carry these backpacks for a while. And then I can start to shed them to other people and then they can sort yep. of become stronger, um, and learn more things. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the coolest part about business this time around is just sh- being able to shed those backpacks right away. Mm-hmm. Like hiring you up front to just be the guy. Um, mm-hmm. And then going, okay, now you can do this, and I can go do this. And Mm -hmm. then once I got too busy doing this, I was like, hey, Joel, guess what? You get to do this too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then you know we started hiring more and more people, and and I was just able to shed those backpacks really, really fast. Yep. Um, all because I mean, it boils down to because I have a better idea of like what backpacks to shed now. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I have the money to be able to shed those backpacks, whereas. Mm -hmm if you're growing your plumbing business, you likely don't have another business that's right. cash flowing you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to be in the weeds until you can shed those backpacks, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, I think that like life in life, especially like, I think that there's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. And like, when you come to grow your plumbing business, you're going to have to put in a lot of work, right? There's going to be times where you're gonna have to wake up early and work on systems, or work late and work on systems, or spend a Saturday working on systems. And I think there's a season for that. Mm-hmm. And it's just that yeah. you're gonna you're gonna put in the work now, the extra work now, so that you can have the freedom later on. And it's the freedom isn't that later on, right? It's not. It's no. not that far away. It doesn't like, it's relatively- have relatively. No, it doesn't. You can. Make it take a long time, but I <laughs> yeah. mean you can you can really grow your plumbing business really quick. Like I grew from zero to five million in just two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And really, I was out of the season of constantly working, you know, after the first year. Mm-hmm. So it was like one year where I had to spend a couple Saturdays or a couple long days, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. just to get to the point to where then I had the freedom to do whatever I wanted.
1: Yeah, that's, man, that's actually super helpful because it's so important for us to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There's a change Mm -hmm. coming because, you know, burnout happens when we think we're just doing the same thing and it's not getting us anywhere. But if we know that those long days will translate into less long days later, then that is really hopeful. Because like in our culture and sort of in sort of this entrepreneurial space, there's always this almost great debate of like, is it grind culture or is it like hustle culture versus like mm-hmm. the other whatever the other one is? And I would say yes to both. It's hustle culture yeah. until you can optimize your time so where you don't have to do that. Yeah. But there is a period of hustle culture because you're like, I got to get stuff done. Like I need to like learn a bunch of things and then you graduate out of that and then you're like oh now i can pay other people to do all that stuff and
0: now and that's really the, that's really the key there is learning when you can pay somebody else to do that or be willing to pay somebody else to do that going recognizing okay answering my phone is like a 15 dollars an hour task right so if i'm not answering my phone i could be out there billing you know 400 dollars an hour which right. one's which one's the better task to do like hire out the $15 an hour task and then go bill out more work. Mm-hmm. Like you could go do one more job a week and probably pay for your CSR. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so why not? Yep. Um, and that's really what's going to get you out of that season of hustle. Right. Mm-hmm. Is recognizing and, and getting rid of your bag of rocks and switching hats. Right. Yep. That's what's going to get you from the, the season of hustle to the season of cool. Now I can like just work on this Monday through Friday. Right now I can just do work like a, like I was always told work was 40 hours a week or whatever. Yeah. Like a normal person. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like that, that time period where it's tough and you got to put in the work and it's hard and it's scary. Mm -hmm. That's probably what separates you apart from, Mm -hmm. you know, the person who's not going to go there. Like most people Mm -hmm. aren't going to go there because it's hard. Yep. And so if you're willing to go there, yeah, it's hard, but it's only for a season. Yep. And there's lots of reward at the end. Yep. And that's, that's when you find success. And that's why most people won't find it because they're not willing to do the hard work. Right? They're not yep. willing to put in that short period of hustle to get the reward.
1: Yep. Yeah, short period of hustle and sacrifice because you're sacrificing yep. your Saturday or whatever it is, knowing mm-hmm. that down the road, you'll get many more Saturdays. And they'll be better Saturdays. So you sacrifice them now, knowing that you're going to get 10x more later, 100x more later.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think you got to be careful though. There, though, like hustle culture is like you just do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or you do that for a five year period. And I mean, yeah, that's
1: uh, that's a a whole other podcast because there's yeah, yeah, Yeah. we could go. There's so many ways you can go into what that means, and everybody's got a different opinion. Um, Yep. Yeah, stay tuned for Hustle Culture with Jared and Hustle Joel. Culture <laughs> Part Two. <laughs> yeah, Part Two. Yeah, Part Six. Um, cool, man. Well, hire a CSR. Got it. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, man. Okay. Well, catch you next time, dude. Okay. See you, Holmes. See ya.